Hey, friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, Keep the Promise Ministries. Hope you guys could tune into the live stream about 1015. If not, come on out and see us in person. We'd love to have you every Sunday at 10 a.m. Today we're going to be talking about the challenge of life. We all have challenges. But what the Lord showed me this week, if we can hone in on this one choice, we could turn everything around in the name of Jesus. Man, well, I just want to open up and say, man, God bless you guys. I tell you what, I'm going to tell you something else to go with it. I love y'all. Y'all, I'm not just saying that, man. You say, well, it's our first time here. Well, we've been praying for you to get here. So good. It's all good. It's so good to have everybody. This is a church family. And if you tuned in, we got room for you here, but you're also part of the church family there. Yeah, I tell you what, God is using multimedia in a mighty way. You hear a lot of negative things, but I'm going to tell you what. In the last three weeks, we have been able to reach over 10,000 reaches with the service. Somebody give the Lord some, some praise right there. That's amazing. So I'm just so grateful to have that privilege uh, in that platform. And the truth is we all have a platform. Whether it's in front of a pulpit or not, because people are watching. How many know people are watching? How many people watchers do we got, Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> Usually he's like, it's me. Yeah, because, you know, we're thinking, what's going on with all this? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Today, like every, every Sunday I say, I'm excited about sharing the word. This is, this is what just keeps me going. And I want to share, share with you guys today about the challenge of life. And I want to unpack how this message came a little bit. But sometimes we feel like, I, I'm just saying, I'm just being real. Sometimes do we ever feel like God is far away from us? You know, some seasons of our life, maybe we do feel like that. But the good news is, he didn't leave. So we know where to go back to find him. We can find him in his word. We can find him spending time and, and, and praying and worshiping him. And I, and I thank each and everybody that comes out and, and serves and gives and does every Sunday. But, you know, it's more than this Sunday. I'm thankful for, for, for the folks that come on Tuesdays, you know. A lot of times, I'll just tell you all this. People say, why don't y'all have a Wednesday night service? I'll give you a little background. Before we were a church, when we were just doing music ministry, we felt the call to do even more ministry other than just the music, and that's great too. But we were like, Lord, we knew the Lord was growing us. So what we wanted to do is start building our team. And so what we started doing, so it wouldn't take away from other churches and things like that, we started on Tuesday nights. And what would happen, folks from other churches would come on Tuesday nights because they had their own church thing going on uh, where they had made some commitments on Wednesday. So if anybody asked you, that, well, that's the way it started and we just kept on going. So that gives people the privilege if they want to jump in on a study um, and it's not, we can't say, well, it's, you have less and less excuses of being here. How about that? I'm just saying, so if you say, well, Wednesday, we're well, you know what, we're on Tuesday. But there's a lot of things behind the scene that sometimes doesn't always meet the eye and, and, or, or, or the test when you start explaining things in our life. People say, I wonder why they're like that. Why did they do that? You never know what somebody's been through. But you know what? We can always trust God in the midst of that. So I want to challenge you guys a couple of things today. How many people got their cell phones with you? Let me see it. Got your cell phones with you? I'm, I'm stepping out. I want to challenge you right here, I'm going to give you a few seconds, to, to get that Facebook app open and invite somebody. I want to challenge you right now. You can do it right now. That's all right. You can do it right now. Say, hey, man, you need to tune in because Pastor Bud is on fire. He's ready to go. He's ready to roll. Because I'm going to tell you what, when God brought this message to my heart, man, I was writing. I was, I mean, I'm telling you, I had all three fingers on the typewriter. And that's saying something for me. That's about all I got. Actually, two fingers and a thumb. I was getting it. And see, and then I'm in the back, and I'm walking back and forth here, and I'm walking back and forth here. I said, oh, man, Lord, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. He is so gracious to get his word to us and through us so that we can impact other lives. And so when we're thinking about that today, I want to share a little bit just, just how this comes up. You know, as I went through the word and just 
praying about it. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you how awesome it is to have people praying for the pastor. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I often say, how many people pray for your pastor on the way in? And it used to be like one or two hands, and then they got me used to me saying, how many people pray for the pastor when they come in? They were like, how many people praying right now? Yeah. Man, prayer changes things. You know what prayer really does? It'll change our heart, won't it? It'll change our attitude. It'll change our, the way we look at a situation. And, and we put it up against the backdrop of the cross. We start seeing things a whole lot different. So as I was thinking this week and, and just everything coming together, the Lord showed me where I can show you seven promises that will honor God and encourage us in our walk. There's plenty more. But I just kind of get that perfect number seven. I thought that would be a good place to start, okay? So if you got your Bibles today, we've got selected scriptures. and i got most of them on the board. But I want to share that with you today. We're starting in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. And I'll read it, and we're going to be going back and just kind of breaking that down. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on the, the law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. Whose leaves does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. Man, are we going to step out and take that challenge? God says he'll do that in your life. So with that being said, I want to go to our first slide, our first point. If you're all ready, we're going to talk about trusting God. Amen. I want to share something before I get into all this. I was researching a little bit last night. The word trust is found in the Old Testament 134 times and 29 times in the New Testament. If God tells us something once, I'd say it's pretty important. Two or three times, it's pretty important. If he says, what did I say, 134 times plus 29, somebody do the math. I looked at the math teacher, she said, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm retired. That's a lot of trust there. He's more than enough. Let's take a look at this. Let's break this down. Like I said, we're going to read along here. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in a way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Look at this. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. How often do you really run your life through the truth of God's word? You know, sometimes we start out that way and then somebody cuts you off on the way to work, right? You still thinking about that? Or, or when they say, well, look, you can't have lunch today. We've got to work through lunch. You still meditating on the Word of God? When, when you come home and, 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 and things are just not the way you thought they were going to be, it's a choice. It's a challenge. So I'm probably unpacking this a little bit faster than what I was going to, but I can't hardly wait. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yesterday, me and my bride was out on the town eating. You know, every story you got, we were out eating, right? It always, it always starts like that. Should have been eating salad. <laughs> I had nachos, baby. This looks good. But anyway, uh, I get this phone call from my Miss Peggy. How you doing? I said, I'm doing good. She said, honey, you've been on my heart for two days. I said, well, that's good. She said, I just called to encourage you. I said, good. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm eating. She said, well, when you're done eating, you call me because I need to pray for you. I'm thinking, I'll stop eating right now if you want to pray for me. No? You go ahead. So I did a few things, and I was taking a ride. I was getting ready to come up here, and I called her back. And she said, you've just been on my heart. I know a lot of y'all pray for me, and I appreciate it, but I'm going to tell you how God worked this. See, a lot of times, when we, maybe we get a little age on ourselves, and maybe we can't get around and stuff. We think, man, God ain't using me. Let me tell you, God is using everybody that's available. And she began to pray for me. And I was sitting in my truck, and I thought, the weight of the Lord's going to push me through the floorboard. 
She was just praying and praying and praying. I said, oh, my gosh, you just blessed my heart. So I went and did a little visiting. Went by and see Greg, see him using his gifts for the Lord. It's amazing, man. So many talented people, so many gifts that God has entrusted to us right here. And, and, and that you use them so freely for, for sharing that through your businesses and through your gifting. And it's amazing. So when I got up to, to about where the Zoom is, I was going to come up here. And I've been praying all week. I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to share? When we get the title, it says, the challenge of life. That's what laid on my heart. The challenge of life. So how many times God will speak to your heart and you want to change it already? See, I, I knew that's what he said. He said, the challenge of life. I said, okay, the challenge is the life. And the Lord just laid on my heart. He said, I said, the challenge of life. I said, but there's a lot of challenges. The Lord showed me this. I put before you this one challenge. And if you choose to follow me on this, everything else in your situations will just be choices from this challenge. That ain't nobody Chapman talking right there. I'm telling you, that's the Lord showed me. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, the challenge is will you trust God? I said, oh, this is getting good. I'm thinking, I hope that light don't change. I'm just thinking, this is good. See, what the Lord's showing me, and I'm trying to get to, to our friends listening and, and online, is that here's the challenge in your life and in my life. Although we have many challenges, if you take the first challenge, will you trust God? See, it applies to everything. Will you trust God with your finances? Will you trust God with your relationships? Will you trust God with your kids, with your family, with all those things? See, it came down and boiled down to that. And I was so excited. I was in there. I was typing and everything else. And I, I finished up a few things. And I called Brian's mama back. And I said, Miss Peggy, I got to tell you something. I just want to thank you for praying. I said, time you finish praying, Lord just gave me that message I was working at. She said, well, baby, what's the, what's the, what's the message on? I said, trust the God. And she began to cry. I said, no, it's good. She said, I know. I've been studying on trusting God for the last two weeks. She never told me that. So I want to share that with you. Don't think God's not working all things together for the good. So I just am so grateful and so thankful. See, sometimes, man, I tell you, I don't know about y'all. I pour into this thing. As God pours into me, I, wanna, I just want to be that conduit and, and see what God has going on there. But look at this. I was delighting in his word. I was spending time and other people come along the side to speak in my life. So look at this. We can trust God. And guess what? We trust God. We have the promise of blessing. Somebody say amen. The promise of blessing. Not blessing like the world thinks. This is far more than that. Look at this. You can find it over and over in his word. Look at the underlying parts here. We love his word. Think about it. And then go down here and talk about a tree planted by the stream. Hey, a tree that's by, by water is in pretty good shape usually, isn't it? it can, if it's thirsting for, for water, it's right there. Those roots go down deep. Are we thirsting for the truth? Are we trusting God? Are, are the roots of our faith going down in his word so that we can stand when things come up in our life? We can face the challenge because, number one, we trust God. See, as simple as this, this is, it's huge. I, I, I want to tell you this. If, if we turn around and, and, and take this challenge, step out by faith, and put that as a platform of we measure everything else in our life, we're going to be all right. I often say this, if I could trust God to hold on to my salvation for eternity, can I trust him with everything else in my life? Think about it. So why do we worry? We just do. Probably because we, preaching to me first, that we are not 
meditating on his word day and night. That doesn't mean you're running over people in the, in the food line parking lot because you pray. I'm just praying. I don't know what happened. They just jumped out. I was praying. That's not what he's talking about. He's about talking about being of an attitude of prayer. See, what you put in will pour out. Let's keep on rolling here. So we know if we trust God that his promises say from his word right there. And this is just one spot. I try, I try to condense this all down. That you know what? That he promises blessing. Look at this. We have the promise of his presence. How many believe that God's presence is here today? I believe that. I believe that God wants to transform lives as we speak about this today. I believe as you're watching this, whether it's today, tomorrow, next week, that God wants to do a work in your life and cultivate things in your life so that you will use your gift for the kingdom of God. We're just passing through. The older I get, the more I think about, man, what legacy am I leaving? What legacy am I leaving? Not how much stuff I'm stocking up. Not how many toys I can have. I'm not preaching against stuff. But I'm going to tell you, I challenge us today as we trust God. How are we using our life for eternal benefits for the kingdom of God? Somebody say amen. All different types of ways. It might be while you're watching, you hit the share button. It might be when you get home on your desktop, you say, I want to share that message. I can promise you this. I stand before you today. It's not about getting Buddy Chapman out there. It's about getting the word of God out there. And if he chooses to use this guy with a bullet to do it, bring it on. That's all right. I, talk, I did see this the other day, and I've said it before. I knew it would happen. I kept the mullet so long, it's come back around. It's almost a new fashion statement, man. I'm on it, man. Jordan, you still got time, baby. Still got time. <laughs> you know, you got to be able you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometime. I'm pulling for you, man. I'm pulling for you. So that's it. My boy said it's it's, it's a grullet. It's a gray mullet now. <laughs> Whatever. But you know what? The promise of His presence. Let's get back to that. The presence of God will bring so many things into your life. Let's take a look at this. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 said, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, I want you to think about it. He who created you, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Do you ever think about why, why are we fearing? He said, you're mine. You've been redeemed. That means you're counted worthy because of the blood of Christ that was shed on Calvary. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ paid our sin debt in full. But you still got to receive it. Do you believe that today? Have you received that? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life for the forgiveness of your sin? That's the whole message. Because other than that, this is just good news. But guess what? This is God news when you make it yours. Man, oh man. Look at this. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. God knows your name. Isn't that something? He knows every hair on your head. He knows the beginning from the end. He knew you when, before you ever hit the ground, man. And I think about that, and I said, you still going to use me? Is he still going to use you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've said this many times. The very thing that you might think that disqualifies us sometimes is the very thing God might use in somebody else's life to help them along the way. Don't count that. God doesn't waste anything, does he? We should have gratitude. It's something about the presence of the Lord. So, you know, I'm not saying you got to feel a, a lightning bolt. I'm not saying, but I'm going to tell you what you can just tell as a believer when your spirit's in tune to the things of the Lord. When you're praying. Or when, when, has this ever happened? You meet somebody in a line, you meet somebody wherever, and you know that you know that you know that they're a believer. 
You know what I usually say? Most of y'all know what I'm going to say when I see somebody. But for folks that don't, I'll go in there and I'll see somebody. I said, man, I know they know Jesus. And I go there. I said, excuse me. And they go, yes. I said, you know what? I think you know somebody I do. And they go, you do? I said, oh, I'm almost, I'll tell you what. I'm telling you, I know you know somebody I know. They said, who would that be? I said, Jesus. And they go, yes, I do. <laughs> Boom. You're already building on that relationship. And usually the next thing that happens, they start sharing about how good their God is. See, sometimes you just got to put that crowbar in there a little bit. Step out. Oh, and by the way, trust God. Sometimes we just got to trust God. Look at this. Let's keep on rolling with some of this here. He promises his presence. I said, just let that soak in. The God of the universe, the Lord of all creation says, you're mine. See, the world said, well, you don't measure up. Anybody ever been or looking for a job or, or not, not even get to the interview because they kick you out before you even get close to the interview process? <clears throat> you don't qualify. Guess what? We qualify in Christ. Now, that don't mean you're going to be a brain surgeon tomorrow when you leave here. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> People going, oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, what, it, what it means is that we qualify to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace because of what Jesus Christ did, shed his blood. We are a child of God when we put our faith and trust in that finished work of the cross. That's why I get so bold and courageous, not because I know anything, but I know somebody that knows it all. How about you? That's the deal. It's so funny how things go around. Anybody ever get teased for being a Christian? Y'all need to work in my place. But you know what's funny? The very people that'll tease you or, or rib you or whatever is the very person will look you up with things going down in their, in, in, in their life, won't they? And your flesh will say, no, you don't want me to pray for you, right? <laughs> but you do. You just say, you know what? It's okay. Because over time and over different things going on in your life, they're watching. And I pray that each and every one of us can be a good witness to Christ. There's, let's be honest, there's some days we're much more Christ-like than others. But the good news is, he'll pick us up and give us another start tomorrow. A fresh start. That's what I love about the Lord. The promise of his presence. I can't get enough of it. How about you guys? I wrote this down. I was sharing the other day. I had the privilege to do a friend of mine's funeral, uh, Gene Ferguson. And church was packed. And folks would give testimony and testimony how that man impacted his life. See, see, when I do a funeral, I'm thinking about, do y'all, this is just me. How would my life be played back? See, you don't start leaving a legacy on your deathbed. You start today. You started last week. You started the week before. And as we walk and go through things like that, people remember. Now, see, the whole thing about leaving a legacy is not about buddy. It's the whole thing about leaving a legacy is about, look what God did through that guy. And see, that's my hope is, this is now if they can use Buddy Chapman, whoo, he'll use anybody. Let me tell you what, broke a string on the guitar last week, getting everything ready, and I got home, I said, I know I got some spare strings. Had all the strings but one. Couldn't find my G string. I'm, not, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, it was the G string. Ba-dooch. Then he said, what? I said, I got to go buy a G string. She said, not in this house. <laughs> Except for the guitar, right? So I get up to the guitar shop. I get up to the guitar shop. 
<laughs> and uh, I went to a different guitar shop, and I ain't been in a while, because I usually go to one of my buddies' guitar shop. First shocking thing is, okay, I got to tell Todd just to see how it feels. I'm not used to paying full price at a guitar shop. I'm just being honest with you. You know, when you've been to the same guitar shop for 25 years, you say, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, here you go. And I was like, oh, that'll be, I was like, oh, okay. So when I walk in, I see this little guitar. See, I'm always thinking. I'm thinking, boy, I bet your addict could play that pretty soon. So I take it down, and I got my back and everything, and I go, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay. And I go to put it, and somebody goes, Buddy Chapman. <laughs> it was my buddy that I used to play music with 20 years ago. I hadn't seen him. He was a, he, he's a drum instructor. And he said, I heard somebody play that guitar. He said, I know who that is. I went out there, how you doing? But one thing he knew, he says, how's the church gig going? <laughs> I said, man, we're gigging, baby, every week. It's good. You ought to come on down. But, see, he'd been watching. He'd been seeing a few things. He said, yeah, man, that's cool. That's cool. So I get to talk a little bit, and then I get to talk about Jesus a little bit more. See, I was trying to bring the presence of God in. I was trusting God in as, as, as we're doing all this stuff. And then when I get up there, and the guy gives me some change, you know what I had to do? I had to rip the dollar and tell him about Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I was just going through the, the gospel thing. So all that... God used a broken G-string for somebody to hear about Jesus. Watch the whole video, please. I'll be getting on. Tim's going to be like, just keep sending mail. No, no. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God and then let him work that out. But I'm going to tell you what. God knows your name. Let's keep on moving. Everybody doing good so far? Oh, man. So the Lord was showing me, see, if you trust me, then you should love me. Check this out. Look at the scripture here. We have the promise of intimacy. James 4 8 says this. Come near to God and he will come near to you. See, how many people run from God? Come on, be honest with me. You ever run from God? Oh, man, I feel lonely out here. Wait a minute. I knew Pastor Buddy. Yeah, I have. You know you're not supposed to be doing this. You know you should be doing that. God is so good. He says if you know what's right and you don't do it, that's sin too. Aren't you glad we're full of grace with Jesus? Aren't you glad that he doesn't count us out? See, the world will count you out. They'll turn around and say, man, that's it. I'm going to help everybody out here. Miles, love me through it. <laughs> draw, hey, I'm going to tell you what, draw closer to God and keep you warm. <laughs> How about that? Draw near to God. Let's take a look at this here. I don't know about you. There's sometimes in our life that we often feel alone. You can be in a crowd. See, and, and this is what's funny. See, the guy that's talking all the time and laughing and having a good that's the guy you better watch. He got a lot of stuff going on in the background. They say, oh, he's just so happy. He's always so happy. Then when I don't say anything, they go, what's wrong? I said, I'm just, I'm just catching my breath. And then people love you so much they won't leave you alone. No, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Well, you act like it. Because <laughs> you're poking me, right? But that's what happens sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. As we draw close to God, we know that he's right there. When we go back and remember, we're going to talk about remembering what God has done for us. It's such a blessing. We don't have to feel alone. We can trust God. Do we love God? Look at this. We love God, and he, and he gives us the promise of forgiveness. How many people need some for, forgiveness? I'm telling you. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Who's faithful? He is faithful and just and will forgive, oh, about 98% of your sin. No. He will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
That's a big God. That's a good God. That's a loving God. That's one that saw the beginning. He saw the middle. He saw what we needed. And he sent Jesus and he made a way for us. Anybody happy about that? Say amen. I'm going to tell you what. Forgiveness is powerful. This is not in the notes. I just want to share this with you. Forgiveness is powerful when we forgive ourselves. Preaching anybody watching feet now? See, a lot of times we don't forgive ourselves. And here's something else. I was talking to a friend of mine just, just not too long ago. You know what? When we come to somebody and we ask for forgiveness, after that, it's on them. Don't give them the power over your life to drag you back under that bus and under guilt and shame or whatever. When you go to God and you say, Lord, how do you want me to handle this situation? He says, I, I need you to, to ask forgiveness or however he shows that. And you are obedient to what God says. Guess what? You have just drawn close to God. He's going to draw close to you. I'm not saying every time that we say, well, just forgive me. And people go, oh, okay. You know what? God's still working in their life. They might not be where you are. Just keep loving them. But don't allow their response to come back and keep you shackled to past mistake. Does that sound good? That's the truth. That's the truth. I was telling the guy something else. Uh, see if I got it right. I heard a guy say one time, never make somebody a priority that only keeps you as an option. That's big right there. See, a lot of times we, we'll make somebody a priority in their life priority, but, but you're just second string, right? If we keep God as the priority, that's how we start out and allow God to fill in those relationships. Amen? It's something about it. In a relationship, that things go up and down and up and down, but that's where the forgiveness comes in. I got friends in this room for 30 years. You think we ain't never had it out before? I'd probably say so. But we decided, we made the choice, we took the challenge that you know what? It's worth our relationship to forgive you and keep moving than allow the devil to put a wedge in between me and you. Let me say this. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you agree with all the offenses. It means that you agree that you're not going to let that thing continue to ride you and, and beat you down and draw your energy out. Because what will happen is not only does it impact that one relationship there, now it's going to spill over to this. Now it's going to spill over to that. It's going to spill over here. That's what the enemy loves to do. The devil loves to get in there, boy. So there was an old song, don't pick up the devil, give him a ride, he'll want to drive. That's it. he want to drive, baby. He don't want to just ride shotgun. He want let me take the wheel. <coughs> Let's keep on rolling. Forgiveness. Oh, it's getting good now. I'm going to drink some water on this one. Everybody ready for some grace? Mm-hmm. Take a look at this. God's unmerited, unearned favor. You can't buy it. You can't be good enough for it. You can't order it uh, through Amazon. It's from God. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. This is Paul talking. He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. You ever feel weak sometimes? I'm going to tell you what, when the weak starts, I'm thinking, I have no idea how all this is going to work out. Thank you, Jesus, you do. If I try to strategically just say, I'm going to be here, I'm going to make this phone call, I'm going to do this, I'm going to come back, don't forget to pray for Uncle Joe, all these things, and visit over here, it's not going to happen. But if I allow the Lord to direct my steps, guess what? Somebody might call and say, hey, you know, I know you got a busy schedule, man. I, I was going to go visit, do some visitation. God's raising his people up. 
Hey, you know what? The thing that you thought was so important, maybe there's something that's coming up that God says, no, this is a priority today. I've had phone calls and I'm, I've been going somewhere and God had just put it on my heart. It's like, you need to do that, but I'm going, ah, but I was going to go here. You know, start, anybody have wine with God? I'm the only one. Man, it's lonely at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we, we want, well, I was going to do this and I was doing, you know what? I guarantee you this, if you're obedient to God, I feel really sure you're going to see the, the response real fast. But even if you don't, you'll see it on judgment day. Can you imagine that? My grace is sufficient for you, my power. Not my power, his power is made perfect in weakness. We got to get out of the way sometimes. We got to get out of the way and say, Lord, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm trusting you. I love you. I'm trusting you. And Lord, I need your grace in this situation. I need your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? Sometimes I think we feel so inadequate. I wanted to share that. Most times I feel like that. But I'm going to tell you what God has spoken to, to my life over time. He said, you know what, if you're obedient to me and you trust me and you love me, let me tell you what, it won't be no other answer in, in this world other than Jesus is working in your life. I'm okay with that. How about you? I look back over time in my life, I was talking to my buddy, right? So sometimes you got to be careful, man. You get me talking about Jesus, he was hemmed up in this little room, man. I know my boy was like, okay, okay, okay. I had to tell him about the blessings. I told him about Pastor Nick over in the Philippines and two churches over here. I was telling him about you guys and how, how the Lord's using this and how, you know, we're reaching over 10,000 folks this week and everything else. And, oh, man, God's moving. I'm just, but see, it's God. It's God. It's the Lord. This is what Christ has done through the power of prayer. Through us trusting God. See, it's always a challenge. Maybe I'll say it this way. Maybe it's always a choice. But with our flesh, it becomes a challenge. Are we going to trust him? Are we going to trust him? I know that he wants us to, to work in a mighty way, but he wants to work through us. So we talked about trusting God. Everybody got that down, right? Daily decisions, right? Talk about loving God. Whew, he is a loving God, and we Love him for what he's done for us and who he is. Then he told me this. He said, you know what? If you trust me, then you'll love me. But then you need to share me. How's that working in our life? A lot of times we say, well, I, I don't know how I can share Jesus. I'm going to tell you what. I got a phone call yesterday to show you how to share Jesus. We still talk about it today. Maybe she was thinking that. I can't make a difference. And the Lord said, I don't want you to call her. But I won't make a difference, Lord. But I asked you to call her. And you step out. And we're preaching a message today because of somebody's obedience. And God just took that and kept it rolling, kept it going, kept it going. Because she trusts God, we're going to trust God. And it just keeps going. Because you trust God, maybe somebody in your family is going to trust God. Maybe somebody at your workplace is going to trust God. And then they're going to fall in love with God. And what happens a lot of times, we get all out of disjointed and everything else. Because we forgot our first love, being Christ. Y'all ready to share? Look at this. He gives us a promise of providence. Look at this. Romans 8, 28, which says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Look at this here. 
When I started looking this up, I said, well, let's, let's break this providence thing down. It means this, the protective care of God or the nature as a spiritual power. God says, you know what? I have the power to work all things together for the good. I have the, the providence. You can trust me. You can bank on this. I got you. Look at our bracelets that we got over here. God's got it. Dave's still preaching it, baby. You know what I love? When I go visit somebody and they go to shake my hand and their hand comes out and they got a God's got it bracelet. I said, I love it. See, let me tell you, don't ever underestimate how God will use you and can use you. That's legacy right there. But that's the providence of God, the power of God holding his word together and working it all out for the good. Look at this. It says all things he works together for the good. It doesn't say everything's good. I want y'all to hear that. That doesn't mean everything's always lovey-dovey. Has anybody ever went through a hard time in here? I'm pretty sure I'm going to see hands everywhere. All ages, all everything. There's some hard times. What I'm telling you is he's never going to leave you. But what I'm also telling you is this. As we get through the other side of that, we can share about the goodness of God in the midst of our storm. Everybody's got a storm. Everybody's got a storm. I'm not maximizing it, minimizing it, or anything else. But everybody's got a storm. When you go to talk to somebody, say, how's it going? Some people say, oh, it's okay. That's good. Some people open up and share what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what. Live long enough, you'll have a storm. Love long enough, you'll see Jesus in the middle of the storm. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. The promise of provision. Mm, Got to share that. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which says this. And God is able. Somebody say God is able. To bless you how? Abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He's got us covered. Somebody say amen. He is a provider. He brings forth provision. All that you need. He can bless us in all things at all times. See, a lot of times, well, I don't know how that's going to work out. Trust God. See, it keeps coming back to the trust God. Well, I don't know about, well, I, what happens if they do that? Trust God. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think they like me at the office. Trust God. Well, I don't know how I'm going to make the rent. Trust God. But I believe we need to be active in that. Are you praying? Are you listening? I'm not talking about sitting on the sidelines of life. I'm talking about active faith, seeking the Lord, diligently seeking the Lord, trusting him, loving him, watching how he's working it all together. Look at this here. Every good work. I said, we, we look at this here and we start to see the divine providence to be the source of comfort. Your life has purpose. I talk to people a lot of times. One of the things, probably two things I talk about the most is salvation. Assuring people once they put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that they're secure in Christ. And pull in a lot of uh, scriptures to take time with them and everything else. But a lot of people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how God's going to use me. I can tell you this. If we diligently seek the Lord, he will, he will make that evident. And your gift and your gift and her gift and his gift might not look like mine. Don't mean it's any smaller or any larger. God pours out his gifts on us for our uniqueness in a time such as this. He can use some struggles in your life to turn around and be a testimony, you know? I didn't say he caused them. 
I said that he will use them. What was that scripture? He works all things together for the good of those who love him and called according to his purpose. But you have a choice. I saw a guy on TV yesterday, and he was talking. And I noticed when the camera panned down, he had, was it prosthetic legs? He never let that hold him back. He actually turned that into a platform to share what God's doing in his life. Now, hopefully, we won't have to go through some of those things. But if we do, would you be willing to trust God through those things? If it doesn't turn out just the way you want, would you still be willing to trust God? Do the groundwork now. I was looking at Miss Marie. I hope she don't mind sharing. She'd, she'd tell a testimony. Just, here's a woman that had a broken neck. And she could lift them hands just like this and praise the Lord like nobody else. Faithfully in prayer for her church family and her family, for her pastor. I'm so grateful. I'd go see her in the hospital. She didn't waver. We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God. That's amazing. See, when I get around folks like that, it ignites my faith. It starts cultivating in my life. Man, look how God's using these folks. I get excited. I want to root them on. You got the chubbiest gray-haired uh, uh, cheerleader around. Woo, you can do it. You can do it. I was like, man, that's awesome. But you know what I also think? The God that she follows is the God that I follow. And the God that we follow is the God of the Bible. And that's the God that can transform your life. Would you share that with somebody? Would you share that with somebody? How he turned around and brought your family through. How he turned around and healed your marriage. Or maybe things didn't go good in your marriage. And he still supplied all your needs because he says, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent. I ain't never been on my own before. I don't know what's going to happen. God comes and he says, I got this. You're not alone. I'm going to take care of you. You're mine. I know you by name. Oh, man. Sharing the Lord. What's stopping you? Well, buddy, you talk a lot, so it's easy for you. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Many of my home team here. No, I did not. I always talked a lot. But it was terrifying. I did not do good in school. I did not like school. I got sick till I graduated every day before school. That is not, that's probably why I was thinner then. I don't know. But uh, I got over it. <laughs> I got over it. God's good. But in my life, and he may choose to do it different in your life. God was so gracious to find something I really enjoyed doing, playing the guitar. And he allowed me to continue to work on that gifting and work on that gifting and open up doors. And God chose in his grace and his mercy to enter into my life in a way through that. Now, I love playing the guitar, but I really love praising the Lord. You see what I'm saying? What is it that thing that God's put in your heart that you do well? And how can you use what you do well to point people to Jesus? Well, you share them. What's stopping you? You don't have to be perfect. He's perfect. Let him reflect in your life. So others say, man, what's going on? Let me tell you what God's working on. Let me tell you what God's doing. When somebody comes in this building, they say, oh, this is nice. I say, oh, man, let me tell you. I, I got pictures before this. 
God got the brothers and sisters together doing stuff and pulling carpet and painting and doing this and praying and giving and donating and praying and doing stuff and bringing food, everything above, right? But this right here is just a launching place to launch our gifts into the world to show the people the goodness of God so that it would transform lives for the kingdom of God. How many people want everybody they know to go to heaven? Yeah. Even the guy that picked on you in the third grade. Whatever. See, that shows that our heart's changing. Right? That forgiveness. Work in our life. What's stopping you? Probably the guy in the mirror. The girl in the mirror. You don't have to. Does your life have eternal value? Absolutely. Are you using your life and your gift for eternal value? I'm going to tell you what. It's amazing. I've seen Mr. Charlie and Miss Georgia ever since I've known them use their gifts to reach people. They, they, don't, they don't make a lot of noise about it. They just do what they do. And I see how the son does that with the, with the, the crosses and the, and the gifting and so many other things. It just blesses my heart. I'm going to tell you what. I'll go somewhere and I'll go into somebody's house and I'll see maybe one of these or one of those. I said, man, you know what? God used my brothers and sisters to reach them. What is it that God's entrusted to you? Bless you. You say, well, buddy, I don't, I don't use a saw. You don't want me to use no saw. How come it's supposed to be Jesus? It'll just say us. You don't want that. It might affect my guitar playing too. I don't get around, I don't get around saws and stuff. I'm going, let me know if you need anything. I'll go get some wood. Know your limitations. Trust God. I'm trusting God. No, I ain't doing that. Yeah. It's not that I'm above it. I, that is not my gift. <laughs> so it's okay. Everybody's gift doesn't look the same. I've said this many times. Some of the people that have impacted my life the most were just good listeners. Gave me godly advice. Guess what? There's some people in my life that told me one simple answer that probably changed my life. No. No. No doesn't have to be a bad thing. Look back through your life, and maybe somebody that loved you, and you said, well, let's just do this, and let's go here. Can I borrow this? Or can I? And they go, no. And you go, no. And you take a minute to process that. Your life has eternal value. Not just for you. I want you to hear that. Not just for you, but for every life you come in contact with. And now, through the Internet and everything else, you can come in contact with so many people so fast. And you're either going to be a plus or a minus. I want to be a plus. I want to be a plus. I want to be a blessing. How about you? Think back. We're almost at the end of this month. We start out the first of the year. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. How are we coming on that? Do we need to make some course corrections? Do we need to adjust some things in our life? Do you set out and say, well, this is what I'm going to give this year. This is how I'm going to serve this year after spending time with the Lord. This is how I'm going to, you know, Lord, you, you told me this. I'm going to step in this. Now, Lord, show me how to do this. Beginning of the year, we said, pray about whatever you, you're going to step out and do this year. Get in tune with God. If you just change one discipline, one thing, in five years, you have five new ones. Ten years, you have ten new ones. But that's what we're going to do. 
So let me tell you what. God is in the loving and sharing business. Your life has eternal value. I'm getting ready to bring it home. Everybody doing good so far? Let me fix this here. I can't win today, baby. <laughs> I got all the hand signals. I got it. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing what I can. <laughs> oh, isn't it good to be home? Isn't it good to be home? I bet you they wouldn't be doing that. I bet you the old Steve wouldn't be going up there. Hey, somebody, turn it down. It is like, I'm freezing over here. Good. Yeah, not a problem. Welcome home. That's it. <laughs> I got three people over here rubbing sticks together, and the other one's over here in a halter top. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have some fun up in here, but we're serious about Jesus. Let's go through the reminder, shall we? Oh, my goodness. We all face challenges just like I'm talking about. Thank you, Lord, for bringing it back. Man, we have a safety and a refuge in the Lord like we have in nowhere else. Don't rely on man. Don't rely on, on, on others. Rely on the Lord. We need to see the Lord as our source of blessing. That's the truth right there, friends. Do we really rely on the Lord? Do we trust him? It's going back, do we trust him? We got godly brothers and sisters in Christ, our encouragement. Your words can lift up or tear down. Do you really think about how you respond? Do we really think about it? Look at this. Don't be tempted to be ungodly. I pray through the message we're tempted to be more godly. Now, you know what? When God looks at our life, we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees us without sin. That doesn't mean we never sin again. But he's made a provision. And we should be quick to repent. That means agree with him and turn from him and come back to him. Lord, help me in this area. Let me tell you about the promises of God and the, and the grace of God. That God's grace is greater than our sin. I want you to hear that. Let me, uh, let me make sure, in case somebody just turned in. Pastor Buddy is not saying live your life any way you want. I'm saying don't live it under condemnation. Romans 8, 1 says, therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I need some help in this area. Lord, forgive me in this area. Help me today, Lord, to walk godly in this area. He's more than enough. We got victory. You say, well, it's the same problem. It's the same thing. He's the same God that's still asking to draw, for you to draw close to him. Keep drawing close to God. I've never heard anybody say, boy, I'll tell you what, I was doing good, and then I started drawing close to God, and I'll tell you what. You ever heard that? I ain't never heard that. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. I hear people say, but God. How'd you get through the other end of this? Man, it was the Lord working. That's the only answer. He is the only answer. He's the only way to heaven. He's the one that wants to transform your life. And that's what I want you to hear today. God is our cup of blessing and our guard. For all of us that from time to time feel unsecure, think about this, write this down. Take some of those, those verses that we had and write them down. Remember who you are in Christ and whose you are in Christ. That'll transform everything right there. Let me tell you what. The world is not built to build you up. It's to tear you down. It'll take you longer than you want to go. It'll charge you more than you got. And it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. That's just the way it is. But God is with you all the way. Got a little reminder on the end here. So the challenge of life, like the Lord showed me, just trust me. 
Would you just trust me? Would you love me? Would you share me? Friends, that's, that's my request today. Just to share. Look at that. There is challenges in every one of our lives here today. Some we know about, some we don't know about. I'm not trying to outweigh one or, or whatever, but I'm going to tell you what. I believe that if we take God at his word and trust him and allow that to be the focal point, it will transform every other thing in our life. I didn't say it's going to fix it like this. I didn't say it's going to do that. I'm going to tell you what, God will work all things together for the good. He will be our supplier. He will work in all things so that he will be glorified and we can rest in the truth of that. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Hey, friends, I'm going to tell you what. Let's just keep on rolling with this. I'm going to ask you to pray with me today. If there's one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We've talked about trusting you, Lord. First things are first things. Have we put our trust and faith in the finished work of the cross? What are we counting on to get to heaven? I talk to people all the time about it. They think it's about their good works, but the Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. They think it's about how much they give and what they do and how they serve. It's about trusting you. So Lord, today, if there's one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today that they grab hold by faith and trust what you've done for them. The victory is ours. You overcame the grave. You came so that you would, would free us and redeem us from our sin and set us in the family of God. We have to trust you. That's the challenge of life, friends. Will you trust him? So if you're here today and you say, buddy, what I, what I need to do, just trust God. Ask the Lord. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. You say, it sounds so simple. No, it wasn't simple. It was divine. He made a way. Jesus came and lived a life that was sinless and went willingly to the cross because the penalty for breaking God's law is death. So he died in our place so that we can live in his place forever. Will you put your faith and trust in that? The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me tell you, friends, trust God, love God, and share God. He will never let you down. Everybody said, amen. Friends, if you got any questions about what you heard today, give me a call, send me a line, whatever you want to do, drop me a line. We want you to be drawn close to the Lord. He's faithful. Amen.